This meeting is being recorded. Thank you for that reminder. So here we all are at um, School for a Course of Miracles. And um, today we are going to um, answer the question, uh, do I really want the peace of God? Because, you know, the, the, the truth is you already have the peace of God. We all have the peace of God. And um, it's uh, always with us. It's, as I once heard the expression, uh, closer than your breath, nearer than your heartbeat. It is what we are. And it is um, eternal, as I said. And absolutely no one and nothing can ever take that away from us. Even when we've forgotten for a moment, um, all that's happened is we've gone to sleep. We've fallen back to sleep for a moment. And um, we have uh, now know we have a constant companion in the Holy Spirit. And not only that, but since chapter eight, he's made it very, very clear. He is also, Jesus is also our constant companion. And he is with us on this journey. And in fact, his uh, function is to take us home. So this is a pretty important relationship. And um, the voice, of course, that speaks for God is the Holy Spirit. So um, we are the dreamer, but we're not the dream. We're not the dream figure. And our only, only way out of this, according to A Course in Miracles, is when we forget, when we are not peaceful, when we fall back to sleep for a moment and we think we've got a problem and uh, the dream gets complex and we're trying to figure things out and we don't like our brother and uh, <laughs> on and on and on. It's simply because we've forgotten who's with us uh, even when we fall asleep, and even when we're dreaming that something has taken our peace away, and it's usually not something, right? It's someone. <laughs> someone is the cause of my lack of peace. And that, and that can get really, um, you know, broadened to be, um, a whole political party, or it can be an entire um, uh, sports team, or it can be, you know, we can really get it broad. And that, that's really a convenient way to avoid um, the real opportunities that go on uh, every day in our lives and for, for all of us. Um, not, not just some. Um, so uh, it was a real pleasure to 
spend a few days uh, with the idea of the peace of God and how that could be shared. You know, um, I, I can say with um, honesty and integrity that I know the peace of God. But that's, that's not enough for Jesus. <laughs> he, isn't, he isn't done with it until all our brothers have peace. <laughs> he isn't done until you have shared and that's all you ever want to do is share. And, uh, and that um, you can, again, fall back asleep. And uh, he said, I, I really don't want you to be without limitations. That's not the goal of the, the, the teacher of God, that you no longer have limitations. It's that you do have limitations. You are attracted to guilt. You are attracted to the body and believing it can keep you from peace. You are attracted to sickness, pain, suffering, and death, all different forms of guilt. You are attracted to those things, and you you will do it. Um, and for the teacher of God, the difference is that he um, knows the way out of it. He knows when he's in it, and he can say, I am never upset for the reason I think. And he knows that that's true. I am not upset because of what my brother did. I am not upset because of the politics. I am not upset because of global warming. I am not upset because of what this, that, or the other thing did. That is not why I'm upset. So that's what's called the little willingness. That's the actual um, beginning of the journey of taking Jesus' hand when we're willing to say we're not upset for anything external, from anything outside. The world is not causative. And a cause that has no effect can't be there. So in a sense, what we're demonstrating is that a, a, a dream cannot have an effect on the truth. A dream cannot take away anything that's real. Nothing that's real can be threatened. So the peace can never be threatened. The joy can never be threatened. We can dream that it can be threatened. And, and believe, which is what the dream is, believe that someone or something can take away those things. In truth, nothing outside the mind of God exists. Nothing unreal can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. So it's, um, it's, it's not true. And so when, when these, um, the loss of peace arises, or when we feel fear, when we feel threatened, when we feel danger, 
when we feel angry, when we feel worried, when we feel needy. I mean, fill in your favorite thing when we feel anxious. What we're saying is, is something external has taken away my peace. And what, whatever, whatever that is, is guilty. <laughs> as, as far as the dream figure is concerned, uh, and the dream figure is the love child of the ego. That's what the dream figure is. And if, if, if what we're seeing is a world out there that can harm us and hurt us, if we're giving a power, a causation to what doesn't exist, we're not bad, we're not wrong, we're not guilty, but we are silly. It's silly. It's silly to uh, continue to believe in the teacher of that dream. And the teacher of that dream is the ego. So it must have been that I chose the ego before I looked out there or I dropped Jesus' hand or I stopped walking with the Holy Spirit. Somewhere I was attracted to guilt in my mind and I don't even know it. <laughs> Somewhere I've lost the peace and I'm uncomfortable and I'm gonna go find somebody to blame for it. And it, it you know, it, it, it can seem to be the virus, but it, it's all the same thing. It's all the same thing. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be my boss, it can be a group I'm working with, it could be, you know, again, a, a sports team, you name it, it could be as big as you want it but it's always coming from the same idea. We can't disguise it. It's I'm looking for someone uh, to blame for my lack of peace that I let go of, that I turned away from. And so our, our, our way back is is so amazingly simple and quick. It goes like this, two lessons in A Course of Miracles. Number one, first step of forgiveness. I'm not upset for the reason I think. I am not upset. I'm not upset for anything that happened. End of story. There is no world. Nothing external, including my body, which is external. Because my mind doesn't live in the body, right? So I've chosen the wrong teacher. Here I am now um, on the journey, not the journey home. <laughs> I'm in the, on the journey into a far country the far country that the ego is made and projected 
from an insane thought, from an impossible thought, the tiny mad idea. I think I'll go off on my own. <laughs> God isn't giving my, me my specialness, we soon found out. On my own didn't work with God, because, you know, he, he knows. He knows. Jesus knows. We all know. It's impossible. We cannot be outside the mind of God. We can think we are, and that, that's what the body is all about, right? The body is about believing we can be outside the mind of God. And that's silly, too. Not bad, not wrong, not guilty, but silly. So uh, our goal here, our goal with, with Jesus, our goal in The Course in Miracles is um, to always be moving toward a consistent realization of what we are. And of course, we're going to be back and forth and back and forth. Um, he described this in lesson 155. You know, nobody's going to know the difference in you. Your forehead will be more serene. Your eyes will be soft and smiling. And that's it. No big deal. And, you know, no, uh, no story. <laughs> In fact, no personhood at all. No identification with the dream figure, not the dreamer, the dream figure, the puppet in the dream, the one that we think can tell us how we feel and think and whether we're peaceful or not and who took it away, <laughs> you know, and, and that whole story. But that is... obviously not what we are. And it's obviously, um, hopefully, if not now, soon, <laughs> all of us do and will realize that the only thing we want is the peace of God. But he really makes it that clear. <laughs> uh, to say the words is nothing. So we really have to understand, really have to, you know, get it, that we really want this peace of God. And today we're going to run through the resistance to that because our whole identity is tied up with being on the battleground as a person, as a body, with other persons and other bodies, and we're all in conflict with one another. That's the battleground. <laughs> and that's unfortunately where our dreams usually take us on, on a battlefield fighting with something. And our, our waking dream really isn't any different than our sleeping dream. You know, 
the same, same scripts in those dreams. Um, but, but, you know, the first step is that taking responsibility and realizing and being willing to say, I'm not upset for the reason I think. Now, now I can acknowledge that I'm a mind. I, now I can get back to the mind. We all know that the ego's primary purpose, there are two purposes, ego purpose, Holy Spirit's purpose. Ego's purpose is to keep us on the playing field in constant battle, constant warfare, whether that looks like you're feeling depression, anxiety, worry, pain, whatever it is, that's what's taking our peace away, we say. We say that's what's taking our peace away. And we're in conflict with it. And so as, as, as long as we believe we're bodies, we are going to be in conflict with everything. Does that make sense? Yeah, be, because we're already in the lie. We're all already lying, and now we have to keep lying. And we have to draw our brothers in and misuse them so we can stay in a dance with that, with them, either special love or special hate, one or the other. The ego doesn't care which one. They are both very effective for keeping us preoccupied in this dance where nothing's ever right, nothing's ever working. In the beginning, oh, looks like everything's working, you know, and then the next thing, no, it all turns bad. But it's just a flip side of the, of the same coin. And it's always, always, always about the ego's plan to keep, it's in charge when that's going on. The ego is your teacher when that's going on. And it's just saying, this is how I survive. This is how my specialness is maintained. This is how my personhood survives by doing this special relationship dance. And what we've been learning here, and you know, ever, ever since, well, we're always learning this here. We're learning that our true identity is in the mind, our true identity is holiness, and we look out from our holiness and we see the holiness in all of our brothers. That's what we that's what we want to see. That's where the peace of God lies. Not in, oh, I had like five minutes of just total deep, deep peace and then i go along and maybe five minutes later or an hour later or three months later i lose that piece i think i lost that piece well i mean all that is saying is um i got fearful i got fearful um too much too much peace, <laughs> too much oneness, <laughs> too much love threatening my door, and I got to stir something up here. 
and the ego's in charge, you know, I have to stir something up so that I can maintain this false self-deception, this lie that I came to this world once again, God knows how many times, and I'm, I'm here to tell you, I'm here again. <laughs> it's the ego, you know, I'm here again, and we're gonna go through this whole thing all over again. <laughs> until you know we want we want the peace of god and um the the only way uh once we begin to experience that the peace of god is unlike anything we've ever experienced before it's not a compromise it's not a truce it's not about being in solitude and quiet. It's not about any of those things. It's not about any form. It's, it's there just waiting for us to say, I want the peace of God. And, and mean it. And mean it. And then it's there. It's there. And here we go on that journey back and forth and back and forth now. But the only way we can keep that is to share it. So, you know, healing, the healing of the mind, peace is the healing of the mind. And if we look at the troubles we see everywhere around us, not only abroad, not only on the globe, not only on the planet, not only in our families, not only in our relationships. These, these are all very, very purposive. It's, it's the egos. Now it's up to big nightmares, <laughs> big nightmares to say, you know, this is going to require all your attention this is going to this, this is going to require everything well the only help we can ever be in anything is is to return to our, our true identity um whether it's you know uh, the job you're in whether it's the family whether it's uh you know a meeting you run or uh, uh, it doesn't matter where you are it all that matters is is really what you are and and that piece what we're going to try to see today that piece makes everything easy it's totally uncomplicated you see very clearly no matter where you are no matter what you are you're bringing that peace and no matter what seeming problem just came before you it is that piece that you are that will make it very easy to do the the perfect appropriate best most successful thing <laughs> because the chances of doing that when you're not at peace when you're feeling that somebody's taken your peace away when you're pointing the finger at somebody else and saying they're you know they're the guilty one the chances of us making any right-minded decisions even in the in the dream 
are very slim to remote. And of course, the world that we're seeing is the playing out of, you know, the, 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 the two choices, in a sense, either the ego or the Holy Spirit. Take your pick. Which, you know, which, which do you want? And um, we've had plenty of time to think about that, you know, in <laughs> maybe six or eight weeks, or maybe not, you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, perhaps some of our brothers are so terrified by the prospects of this that, um, you know, they, they uh, are not seeing it as an opportunity. But, you know, we're Course in Miracles students and all Jesus teaches us is opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. And it's always, you know, what's in front of us. It's always what's here right now. And it's, it's always, oh, what's my, you know, what's my goal today? What am I up to today? And no matter where I'm going or what I'm doing, it can be what I'm up to is awakening. What I really want is to wake up from believing the dream. And one of the, the, the primary um, things we'll look at today is um, resistance to doing that and how effective guilt is. Um, uh, and the amazing thing is these are all ideas <laughs> to be believed or not. The only, there is no way to do anything with guilt, to fix it, to change it, but it, the belief in it can be withdrawn because it's an idea. And of course, it's an idea that only exists in the ego thought system. It only exists when we're choosing the ego, when we're choosing um, our specialness, our um, self that we, we call ourself, when we're choosing, um, choosing to be, be that, uh, our primary way primarily what happens is we start to feel guilty. There's always guilt involved with um, identifying with the body. I mean, it, it just can't be helped. But the great thing is that we can uh, begin to feel that and be aware of it. And that's all that's required of us. So the first thing that was required of us was that I'm never upset for the reason I think. That's honesty and that's taking back responsibility and that allows us to let the external go. And, and the, the second lesson 34, these are the two lessons we always teach. Ken taught us these. And I'm so grateful that he did because when we really put them into play, they really, really work. So number one, I'm willing to say I'm not upset for the reason I think. That's the little willingness. That's the turning toward the Holy Spirit. 
And then the second thing is to be aware of what is within. I'm not upset for any of that. That isn't there. I have let it go. Um, and now we have a choice to believe in guilt or to say, I could see peace instead of this. And guilt is only a belief, again, it has no substance, it has no power, it has no reality. It's just the seeming effect of believing in sin. But there was no sin either. So it is literally a non-existent state. It, it, is, it does not exist within the mind of God and therefore it doesn't exist. So there we are, now we're in the mind and we're looking at all these things we tell ourselves about ourselves. They're all forms of guilt because that was what was playing out out there <laughs> externally. And now I've said, oh, I'm not upset for that, but now I am looking within the mind. And, and guilt, again, that feeling, whatever's there, oh my God, I'm terrified. Oh my God, I'm anxious, I'm worried, I'm fearful. Oh, I'm filled with doubt. Oh, I've done such bad things. <laughs> I deserve, I deserve to suffer. Oh, I deserve punishment. Oh, I deserve to lose. Yeah, I really deserve to lose. You know, and on and on and on. It's, it's none of that exists. It's all a, a, a shape, a size, uh, an expression of guilt, but it's all the same thing. It's, it's anything but pure joy. <laughs> And how does a teacher of God spend his day? He says, you know, with the experience of pure joy, remind yourself over and over again of pure joy. Joy comes from forgiveness, which shows that none of this is real. What's external in the world, I put out there. I'm not upset for that anymore. Oh, it's what's in my mind. Oh, all of that is made up too. Here's the choice. I can choose the Holy Spirit right here. I think I'd rather have a different teacher. You know, I think I'd, I'd rather put the ego aside. <laughs> it, what it's been teaching me is nothing but pain and suffering, separation, loss, sacrifice, sickness, pain, suffering, and death. That's all it teaches. And wow, why, why would I want to keep a teacher like that? So I choose the Holy Spirit.
and the Holy Spirit does the rest. The Holy Spirit uh, teaches me uh, his brand of forgiveness. The Holy Spirit's brand of forgiveness is he looks, watches, waits, judges not, and does nothing. <laughs> what is forgiveness? He looks, he doesn't even see error. He looks beyond error. His, his, his vision, if you will, and we're just using symbols here to get the idea, but his vision, Christ's vision, Jesus' vision, they don't find problems because they're not looking for them. They don't stop at the problem. A sure sign of complication of the ego's presence is the ego finds problems incessantly because it's what it's always looking for. It's another form of resistance. Um, I, I, you know, I've got to stir some problems up here because I can, I can feel this um, brother <laughs> that's before me. And I'm, af I'm afraid here that I'm going to lose myself. This, by the way, is the stages in the development of trust when all hell breaks loose. It's um, the stage between uh, four and six in there. We were going along and uh, we finally got to stage four, remember this? And we, we knew, you know, we knew how to change our mind and ask for help. And, and uh, we started to experience a little bit of the happy dream of forgiveness. And, and then Jesus says, right after that in stage four, it's like he says, not so fast. <laughs> because this is where you realize that the you who has been doing all of the good work and the forgiving and, and practicing and reading and studying, that that I doesn't exist either. So that's, that's when we come to that place uh, where Jesus talks about the lifting of the veil at the, the uh, obstacles to peace. And the last obstacle, you'd think it would be just something, you know, I'm afraid of the angels and, you know, falling apart of the universe, whatever it is. And no, he says, what you're really afraid of is your brother. <laughs> and he says, you're, you stand here now, you know, you've done really good work. I just can see this picture so vividly in my mind. You've done really good work. You, you've done a lot of forgiving. You've done a lot of letting go, but you know, there's still this personhood that still thinks it's doing something. And uh, you're not, you know, you're not, the identification with that is going to have to go entirely. And you, you know, the ego gets a whiff of this and it kicks up its heels 
big time. Because, you know, we're, we're I, I, I actually should, should read that to you. You know, it, it, it's so funny because it's the Easter chapter and it's the very end and you think this is going to be some amazing lifting of the veil. And um, you don't need to go there, it's just a paragraph, but if you want the page, it's 422. Uh, there you are standing at the altar, ready to raise your eyes and accept the love of God. We've come this far. And he says, oh, let's see. Before complete forgiveness, you stand unforgiving. You are afraid of God because you fear your brother. Those you do not forgive, you fear. And no one reaches love with fear beside him. This brother who stands beside you still seems to be a stranger. This is the very last stage before the lifting of the veil. You do not know him, and your interpretation of him is very fearful. You attack him still to keep what seems to be yourself. That's how we stay identified with bodies. Attack and defense. Guilt, projection. You're the guilty one, <laughs> not me. And the other one is, you're the guilty one, not me. And this is all to hold the illusion of a self that doesn't even exist in place. And this is our substitution, our substitution for the love of God. So once again, we're silly, right? We're silly. We're gonna want the peace of God here in about 10 minutes. <laughs> No, I'm kidding, but I mean, you know, Jesus is always working this with us. Here, let me show you how silly you are. Let me show you what is holding you in place. This is what's holding us in place. The battleground, the battlefield, the one or the other, um, the kill or be killed, thinking of the wrong teacher. So once we're never upset for the reason we think, the next lesson 34 is I could see peace instead of this, which is the same as saying, I choose the Holy Spirit as my teacher. Those two things, that's really all we need to do. Can you say, just do those two lessons. Those are the only two you need. So, you see your brother's madness. Eh, what's the big deal? That's, that doesn't affect peace at all. I can see him as he truly is. I can see peace here. I can have the Holy Spirit speak to me 
through my brother and, and, and say, peace is here. If I want to see my brother that way, I guarantee you, I see my brother that way. Because, because I've given that to the Holy Spirit. I've given that relationship to the Holy Spirit. And from, from there on, he is, the Holy Spirit is the teacher. My wanting to see the holiness in my brother was required. My willingness to say, I'm not upset for the reason I think, that was required. And my willingness to choose a different teacher is required. But beyond that, um, it's out of my hands. Now, one of the interesting things that I found out in my little um, exploration into um, Gil was that when we choose the Holy Spirit as our teacher, we are absolved of guilt. It's not fixed. It's not, you know, nothing's done. We don't do anything. I don't do anything. But we are absolved of guilt. The, the guilt is believing that I'm in charge and I'm doing something and I'm going to, um, even in the case of the early stages of learning forgiveness, I'm the one doing the forgiveness. And now we're gonna learn that forgiveness isn't even between two bodies. Forgiveness, forgiveness is seeing that no error ever occurred, that forgiveness is the acceptance of the atonement. That the, um, it, it's seeing that nothing happened, that um, it was all made up and we accept correction. And we don't wait, we, we, you know, God can react immediately. <laughs> respond immediately. I mean, peace and, and love and joy are there immediately because why we all know this. We already have it. We already are it. We already have the peace, the joy, the happiness, the freedom. It's already there. We just have to stop believing again in what isn't true. So that's why it has to be raised to our awareness of, of what is going on in our minds. And then with, with our brother beside us, the one that you know, is, is our savior actually, because he's showing us over and over and over that we need to make a different choice here. And so um, he says here, um, you see your brother's madness, which you hate, only because you share in it. <laughs> of course, he's just showing us what we, we still believe about ourselves, you know? And all the pity and forgiveness that would heal now gives way to fear. Brother, you need forgiveness of your brother, for you will share in madness or in heaven together. 
and you and he will raise your eyes in faith together or not at all. Beside you is one who offers you the chalice of atonement. <laughs> Ta-da! The chalice of atonement. I love it. For the Holy Spirit is in him. So the Holy Spirit is in him too. The Holy Spirit is in you, and the Holy Spirit is in him too. And the Holy Spirit is in everybody. And now everybody, every, every single thing starts speaking to you, reflecting the decision that you've made for only holiness. For I want, I want the peace of God. And nobody can be left out. No one can be left out. Everyone comes with us. What a joyful thing. Would you hold his sins against him or accept his gift to you? So, you know, the, the reminder that every brother has a gift for me, for you, if I will allow that, if I've chosen the right teacher, then the Holy Spirit is extending from, or better word, through this communication device, which is the only purpose for the body, is, is to be the communication device that um, allows the Holy Spirit to work through it, to move through it, and to show me that you know, there, there really is another world. And in that, in that world, we are all connected by the Holy Spirit. And uh, it is being shown to us. But again, we have, to, we have to make that decision. Do I want the peace of God? Do I want the Holy Spirit as my teacher? And again, am I willing to let go uh, to, to um, let go of my belief that there is a world out there and it can do anything to me. I mean, it, it will keep us really, really busy. <laughs> It'll keep us on, on the battlefield, you know, as long as we choose it. That's its job. <laughs> All right, so let's look at, um, I think, yeah, let me see here. Let's go to lesson 185. There are two peace lessons at the very end of the um, part one of the workbook. One is uh, lesson 185. I want the peace of God. And then five lessons later, excuse me, more than that, 15. There is no peace except the peace of God. So I'm going to read a little bit from each one of them. I want the peace of God. That is, again, page 348. To say these words is nothing. But to mean these words is everything. If you could but mean them for just an instant, there would be no further sorrow possible for you in any form. 
in any place and in any time. Heaven would be completely given back to full awareness, the memory of God entirely restored, and the resurrection of all creation fully recognized. The atonement, the acceptance that nothing happened, that the Son of God remains as he has always been and always will be. No one can mean these words and not be healed. He cannot play with dreams, nor think himself a dream. He cannot make a hell and think it real. He wants the peace of God, and it is given him, for that is all he wants, and that is all he will receive. So there's a lovely uh, way to think of peace. That doesn't mean you don't go through your days as long as you're here in a body and do what you need to do. It just means you go with a mind at peace as opposed to with a mind in fear and conflict waiting for the other shoe to drop. Now let's go to lesson 200. I love this lesson. Uh, I memorized it once. I don't think I can, could say it all by heart now, but it seemed to cover absolutely everything about um, A Course of Miracles. There is no peace except the peace of God. Seek you no further. You will not find peace except the peace of God. Except this fact. This is a fact. And save yourself the agony of yet more bitter disappointments, bleak despair, and sense of icy hopelessness and doubt. <laughs> enough already. <laughs> I've had enough of that. Next time you're doing it in some form or another, just go, you know, I'm being really silly. I could have peace instead of this. This is why we need to be aware and pay attention to the kinds of things we've been doing so habitually, we don't even know we're doing it, right? <laughs> it just goes on and on. All right. Uh, there's nothing else for you to find except the peace of God, unless, unless you want misery and pain. Those are the only two alternatives, which reflects there are only two teachers and you choose between them and you are the decision maker. And that is your only power in this world is to choose which teacher. Choose the Holy Spirit and you're on automatic pilot <laughs> until you mess up and you're attracted to guilt and suffering and pain. The ego is raising the red flag saying you're getting too close, getting way too close to accepting the love of God. And, uh, you know, it, but it's, um, yeah, we're not 
it's not to add to the guilt, like, oh, I messed up again. It's just, oh, wow, here's another wonderful opportunity for me to choose a different teacher over and over and over again. All right, this is the final point to which each one must come at last to lay aside all hope of finding happiness where there is none. There is no happiness here in getting something. That's mainly what it is. There's no happiness in getting what you think you want, what's in your best interest, what's going to serve you. I mean, the happiness is, is finding the peace of God and then extending that peace of God so that it remains consistently in your awareness. That's, that's what we truly want. No hope of finding happiness here, of being saved by what can only hurt. I mean, the world, the world and our brothers, if we see them through the eyes of specialness and the ego, can only hurt because we put them out there to hurt. We put them out there to serve the ego and prove that we exist. Our specialness exists. Our personhood is what we are. Of making peace out of chaos, joy out of pain, and heaven out of hell. You cannot but be asking for defeat. In the beginning teachings in, in uh, chapter 14, where the Holy Spirit starts to teach us the difference between truth and reality. And the first thing he has to teach us is that the unreal is painful and miserable and that we don't want it because we keep trying to prove that it can work. Just give me one more shot at a special relationship and I'll make it work. <laughs> no, holy relationships work. They serve a different purpose. And they do bring joy, and they do bring peace. But not if we're feeding our ego with a relationship, or feeding our ego with anything. All right. Yet, you can as easily be asking for love, for happiness, for eternal life, and peace that has no ending. Ask for this and you can only win. To ask for what you have already must succeed. That's why it works. To ask for what you have already must succeed. <laughs> oh, to ask what is false to be true can only fail. So the ego is trying to convince ourselves that what is unreal is true and that our special identity is reality and the world, the physical world is reality and um, that this is our true identity. Forgive yourself for that. You know, like, ah, oh, it's nothing. Forgive yourself for your vain imaginings. <laughs> I always love that, a double meaning, you know, the vain imaginings, vain, because it's all about moi. It's all about me me and me and me, or if it isn't about me, it's 
my family, my friends, my partners, my, my sports team, you know, my country, and on and on. So we can get it real big, but it's still always about me. <laughs> and uh, Myopia. And myopia, yes, yes, myopia. These are all vain imaginings. And, we, and it's not to say we can't have vain imaginings with the Course, too. But we know, we know when we experience the peace of God. We know when we experience it because it's unlike anything we've ever had before. Thank God. How could it possibly be anything like what we know about? Seek you no longer what you cannot find. <laughs> For what could come become what could be more foolish, excuse me, what could be more foolish than to seek and seek and seek again for hell when you have but to look with open eyes to find that heaven lies before you through an open door that opens easily to welcome you. Come home, come home. The Holy Spirit is, is the voice in us that we activate with the decision maker. And literally, after a while, we can hear the Holy Spirit call us home. Not in words, but we can wander off, but we can't wander very far because there's a real strong tug, like, nah, this isn't right. I'm not upset for the reason I think. I, I want, I could have peace instead of this. I could see peace instead of this. I, pr I prefer peace instead of this. Come home. You've not found your happiness in foreign places, in alien forms that have no meaning to you. Though you sought to make them meaningful, oh yes, talk about the places on the, on the planet. I mean, I've gone all, all the way around the other side of the globe thinking, you know, life would be more exciting living there. <laughs> and we try to make it meaningful. We try to make our, our journeys meaningful. But, you know, here's Jesus saying, I got another journey for you. I'm taking you on the journey home and <laughs> fasten your seatbelt. <laughs> uh, this world is not where you belong. You're a stranger here, but it has given you to find the means whereby the world no longer seems to be a prison or a jail for anyone. It's a place where we gain our freedom. It's a place where we wake up. It has a different purpose now. And that's, there's where we come in as sharing what we're learning. Freedom is given you where you be held by chains and iron doors, but you must change your mind about the purpose of the world if you will find escape. And here it is. You will be bound till all the world is seen by you as blessed and everyone is made free of your mistakes, the guilt that you projected on him that was nothing, but you didn't learn yet that it was nothing, and so <laughs> you projected guilt on him. Uh, until everyone is made free of your mistakes and honored, honored as he is. Thank you. Such gratitude. 
for being my savior, for showing me the guilt that I'm still hiding and burying and not willing to look at. Thank you for showing it to me. I see now. You made him not your brother. You made him not. No more yourself. You didn't make yourself either. <laughs> and you're not two puppets on a battlefield trying to see who's going to win. <laughs> as you free the one, as I free my brother, the other is accepted as he is. I accept myself as I am. We, we're the, 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 the same one. So it's a, sort of a restatement of um, chapter, at the end of chapter 15, where it says, you know, um, this is the time of year when you uh, choose to make everyone the same. And so if everyone, I, I, I give you to the Holy Spirit, I'm not holding you in bondage to my ego so we can stay in the dream on a battlefield and keep this warfare going, but I give you to the Holy Spirit as, par as part of me. I know you'll be released unless I choose to keep you to imprison myself. No, stay here and keep, you know, keep this going, whatever whatever judgments and guilt we can put out there on one another. I know you'll be released unless I want to use you. This is what Jesus speaks about when he says, you, you have no idea how much you have misused your brothers. In chapter 15, you misuse your brothers. That's how we misuse our brothers. To stay in hell and stay in hell with me. I know you'll be released in, unless I want to imprison myself in the name of my freedom. So I'm not being this big helper here or anything like that. And, you know, I know more than you and I'm going to free you. In the name of my freedom, I release you to the Holy Spirit because I know we'll be released together. That's another beautiful prayer to remember as, as a way of saying, um, I want the peace of God. So, how do you feel now about the peace of God? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I'm ho I, I guess my thought is it's, it's made it so clear for me. Anytime I work with the Course and work with Jesus and hear, you know, no, it's him speaking to me. And I've got this amazing, amazing, uh, unbelievable teacher that's literally going to take me home to my true identity. And uh, right, right here. And then, you know, we get an opportunity to come together like this and to, to share that teaching and, and, you know, hopefully that we're closer, we're a little closer to the end of suffering. Self-inflicted, of course, but that we're 
a little closer to the end of it. Um, so thoughts, questions, shares. Are we okay? Is it, you know, it's only a little after 11. We can, we can go a little bit more. Bruce, I see you getting ready. <laughs> as you were sharing about the word close, I was thinking, you know, the peace of God is, is like, you know, as you were pointing out in the, in the early part of the conversation, um, you know, it's closer than heartbeat or breath. And it's really, you know, the embrace that we thought we lost, but has never left us. That is, is the all encompassing embrace of that perfect, perfect oneness that, you know, we, yes. we think that we're going to find little bit, little shraps, you know, shrapnel fragments of it out in the world. And yet what we really want is that, you know, all encompassing embrace that has never, never left us. And, and I also it was reflecting on the, you know, the, the Ken's two favorite lessons that we could take with us on the desert island, <laughs> if that's all we could remember is, you know, 5 and 34. And I was thinking how, how it perfectly it fits with today's workbook lesson and the double shield of oblivion. And, you know, the first one being, okay, the world and the body and, and all that stuff is, you know, I, I you know, I'm not upset for, for that. It, it's, that's the smoke screen. And, uh, you know, the inner shield then is, is the, the unconscious unfounded guilt. And I could see peace instead of that guilt. And, and uh, anyway, so, yeah. You know, it's, uh, thank, thank you. When I, when I think in terms of, you know, how simple it is, and it's just, you know, Jesus helps us go through those two shields all the time if we, if we listen. Yeah. So thank you. Yes, you know, you know, Bruce, as you're saying that, I realize, you know, in going through the course in the way we are doing, in this linear way mm -hmm. at, a, you know, a pretty good clip, you begin to see how he is repeating over and over and over. We can hear it anywhere, practically on any page. And it's, it really becomes clear to us that all it's about is us saying yes. Letting go of this, saying no to no, you know, the, the double negative, no to the ego, no to guilt, because they are no to God. So saying no to no. and saying, I could see peace instead of this, you know, choosing another teacher. That's how simple it is. And if we make, if we start getting into complexity, you know, like, how did I put this here? And where did this come from? And was it wasn't my mother or my father that maybe made it, you know, that's all resistance. It's all forms of resistance. Not that it can't be useful and helpful, but at some point, it's, it's, I, I want the peace of God. That's got to be, you know, the next, next step. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Bruce. Who else? I was thinking about that. And I would even hear this at, at course meetings sometimes back in the old days. <laughs> um, there, but for the grace of God, go I. There, but for the grace of God, go I. In other words, I'm, I'm grateful that, I, that God didn't mention as much as he messed you up <laughs> like or you could certainly apply it to like the two major ego reactions one extreme to the other to the lockdown um to anything really but certainly the lockdown is you got fear on one side you know i'm going to get the virus and croak and then anger on the other side you've taken away my freedoms you've taken away my ability to even do anything mm -hmm. And so, 
And, and you know, I, I look at those two extremes and I, I, I you know, I think there, but grace of God go I. I could be that or there, but for the grace of God, I could be that ticked off. But, and thank God I'm not as bad as they are. I'm not as afraid as they are. I'm not as angry as they are. And, uh, and just how not inclusive that thought is. <laughs> There's no equality in that thought. It, the hierarchy of uh, who's a little bit more holy Obviously, I'm more holy than they are, <laughs> and and there's no inclusivity in that. And and uh, and and the real, the thing that that robs me of my peace, as long as I hang on to that exclusivity, I'm excluding myself from the sonship. I'm excluding myself from the kingdom, and I'm not calling it that. <laughs> there, but for the grace of God, go I. I think uh, God's blessed me because I'm not as bad as, and. Uh, and to back up from that and, and be willing to see, I'm not upset for the reason I think, because <laughs> um, I think I'm better than them. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm a little upset because I feel, think they're imp impinging on my peace somehow. But, you know, the real issue is always, um, I was thinking about, you know, my favorite political bad guys or, or you know, when I get upset anybody personally, um, I'm making them. I'm, um, I'm the guilty party. They robbed me of my peace. And in time and space, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. <laughs> but but to, it's not just, it, just seeing them as innocent. I mean, I got to be willing to do that in spite of what they did, because they're really innocent of my peace. In time and space, they might be guilty as hell. What, but what's that got to do with anything? Because if their guilt was a reflection of my own guilt, what I was freaking out about the whole time wasn't what they did or didn't do. I was freaking out about me as a thing of separation. Not, not even just what I did or didn't do, but I'm a thing of shame. I am a thing of guilt. And then as much as I needed Jesus' help to let go of believing it was the other guy that was robbing me of my peace. I really need his help then, dark night of the soul, to let go of the shame. And there, so the, the thing becomes there, there, but for the grace of God, am I? Not, you know, it's not like, <laughs> not there, but for the grace of God, go I. But there, thank God for the grace of God, my brother is me. There, there but for the grace of God, thank God, my brother is, is me. And I am my brother, and we're innocent together. But I have to like go through those steps to get back to the, the original thing of I'm hanging on to my own shame for thinking I separated from God. And then rather than let that silly with helping me do that, I, I have to find bad guys out there. And there's lots of them. <laughs> In time and space, there's lots of bad guys. So I can always find one. If not, I'll make one up. But I mean, the truth is, so I don't look at my own shame and be willing to let that go. I'm going to blame, I have to blame it on somebody or something else. I have to do that. Thank and there's a way out of that, thank God. <laughs> it's called A Course in Miracles. If you haven't tried it yet, try it. You might like it. <laughs> yeah. Anyone else? Let me Tim. see here. What you're saying here is, is it reminds me of the scripture, uh, something about uh, seeing the splinter in your brother's eye when you have a log in your own eye, 
where of course yeah. the log in your own eye is the belief that you could fall from grace at all. Um, so yeah, if you're seeing all that conflict, then you're, you're in the wrong perspective. Pull back where there is no conflict. There can be no conflict. There is no guilt. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's actually very simple. And the only thing that, I mean, the steps are very simple. The thing that makes it um, uh, hard is, is our uh, resistance to it, um, you know, when it arises and, and to see it as resistance. You know, all it is is I became afraid um, that this, you know, this self that I think I am, you know, is, is going to be lost. And um, yes, the ego, the ego, if you think you're the ego, the ego is going to be lost. But what's bad about that? <laughs> you know, what's so bad about being able to share, you know, your true self with, uh, with the world and, and be at peace? What's so bad about that? It's just the identification with the body that's the uh, the issue and, and the, the mind that we collectively are, the Christ mind, does not live in a body. It's not identified with the body at all. It's, it's unlimited, it's whole, it's indivisible, and it's, uh, uh, it's at peace and there's joy. But it's all in the mind. The joy is in the mind, the peace is in the mind, the love is in the mind like it said, it said in the lesson, you will not find that in a body as a person in a world. You will not find those things. Meaning you have to let go of that definition of yourself and let your mind be free. Let your mind be in mind. Mind in the mind of God. And now you can really begin to work. You know, you can choose uh, to, to see beyond all of this. So. Yeah, you know, again, it comes back to our wanting. What do we want? And you know, the question we started today with was, um, uh, "Do I want the peace of God?" And you know, you you get to decide, and nobody else, nobody else gets to decide. So you know, and nobody else gets to take it away from you either. It's if it's taken away, it's because you wanted it taken away. You I think, I think Will, Will had a comment or a question. Yeah, I just had uh, some contextual questions, if that's okay. Can you hear yes, me? Yes, I can, yes. Okay, I just had some contextual yeah. questions. Um, is anybody here familiar with the Law of One material? I've heard of it, but I am not familiar with it. You know... Yeah, okay, we stay well, pretty close to the course here just because it, it requires all of our time and, and focus and attention. Yeah, 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 no. No, I completely understand. I, I just have some, some contextual questions because um, I've been going through the law of one as well the, as the course at yes. the same time. And to me, there's a lot of congruencies between the two uh -huh. materials. And um, just like uh, contextually, so like to me uh, in the law of one, Ross speaks of the mind-body-spirit complex. And to me, that speaks a lot to the, 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 the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. So what is your Where, question? Like, the Father is the Spirit, the Son is the body, and uh, the Holy Spirit. Um, 
Well, oh, just okay. like some of the ways that you reference, like, um, um, like seeing, so, for, so from the way that I think of it contextually, you say like seeing the Holy Spirit in other people, but the way that I would see it contextually is don't we want to see God in other people? Mm-hmm. Like the spirit of the creator, isn't that what we right. want to see in other people? And like you say, like learning from the Holy Spirit, but to me, like contextually, isn't it like learning from God, learning the joy and the happiness that was the creator that was this one that's within all of us because we're all God, right? Well, the Holy Spirit is the voice that speaks for God. God doesn't come into the, the dream. God doesn't come into a body, but neither does the Holy Spirit. In fact, to get back to your mind, body, spirit, the Course actually doesn't acknowledge the reality of the body. It is completely neutral, was not created by God, and it's simply like a telephone. It's a neutral device to be used to, right. It's just our projection is this reality. Yeah. 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 Totally. I get that. That's what Ross says too. Yeah. So that's why say mind, body, spirit. It's just, uh, you know, we're, right. we're spirit period. And, and right. that's our identity. Yeah. Right. The spirit is the creator. It's all of us. It's God. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That, uh, okay. That, that's all I really wanted to ask. Thank you. All righty. You're welcome. Thanks, Will. Glad to have you here. Of course. Thank you so much. You're bet. Anybody else? All right. Oh, yeah, Judy. Um, Lynn, well, this was the perfect um, lesson for me today. And I came into it um, being um, feeling unfairly treated because of an incident. And um, it was going to be a challenge for me to shift that even a little because uh, I was so head up about it. Um, but I'm, I'm really glad to say this has been a terrific um, relief because it's been really quite simple. Um, and I can um, hear you and remember it and, and then do it. Um, so I'm profoundly grateful. Thank you, Lynn. Yes, me too. Me too. Thanks, Judy. Yeah. 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 I hope it brings the, the choice that we have to make a little bit clearer to our mind, uh, you know, so we can, and our practicing, you know, we can become more, more vigilant. Um, yeah. Thank you. Uh, hey, Lynn. Yes. I had a question. Yeah, Chris. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm well. Good. What were the steps again? One was, I'm not upset for the reason I think. Could you go through those again? Yes. Step one, I'm never upset for the reason I think, because there's nothing out there. <laughs> I'm always upset by something that it doesn't exist. <laughs> so I'm not upset for the reason I think. And the second is, I could see peace instead of this. And that's lesson 34. So I can go beyond what's even going on in my seeming mind and all of the, how I feel and my worries and my concerns. I can go beyond that too, because that isn't real either. It's only in place by my belief in it. I keep it at play, but I'm not, I'm not anxious. I'm not fearful. I'm not worried. I rest in God. You know, so I could see peace instead of this. So those are the two lessons. 
Okay, great. Yes. Thank you. Yes, I, yes. I wanted to kind of share something that I was working on uh, lesson 121. Uh-huh. Sure. It talks about, you know, forgiveness and seeing your enemy and, and finding the light in them yeah. and all that stuff. And I was doing that this morning and boy, is there resistant because it asks you to, to take that person, see the light in them and then bring that over to somebody you love. And I want to compartmentalize that so much that like, I don't want to bring that nasty person over to the person I love. <laughs> You know, bring that energy or whatever, but there, and then bring that energy to myself, you know, so it, it, it was, uh, I definitely saw the resistance in it, but yeah. I know yeah. because there is resistance uh-huh. that I'm on the right track, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, well, you know, the ego doesn't like um, the light because it's not personal at all. The light in you and the light in me and the light in my brother, uh, you know, uh, that's sleeping in the park and, uh, you know, the guy that collects, it's the light is the same in all of us. We start getting into the realm of we're all the same. The ego is going to really have a fit over that. Yeah. Yeah, Get get ready. (laughs) I know. I don't want to make a strong case for that, but usually that's, that's what happens because it is the undoing of our specialness. Yeah. 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 A lot of resistance. Yeah. But you know, I, it, just something that you said a while back in one of your meetings that, that I said, slap me in the face and give me that spiritual slap. And it was that your, your brother is your savior. Mm-hmm. And, and even the, the, usually the, I guess the more like an enemy they are, probably the better savior they are, <laughs> or the bigger the lesson, even though there's no hierarchy, right? Yeah. Ken used to say <laughs> that. You know, when you find the person that rubs you the wrong way all the time, you're really up for, <laughs> you know, the fast track. I don't think that's necessarily true. I mean, it all depends on you, you know, maybe, yeah. It all I don't know. In my mind, this person that I was using is, is the enemy and seeing the light in them. I, I figure if I could see the light in them, I could probably see it in anybody. So <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm onto something. I don't know. <laughs> Keep us posted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. I was thinking about the, uh, you know, lesson 34, I could see peace instead of this. And um, ultimately relates back to this. I could see peace instead of this thing. I think I am. I mean that that step thirty four is looking at who I think I am. The two evaluations is what we're going on over and now in chapter nine. Am I the ego evaluation? Of who I think I am a thing of evil, darkness, sin, separation, yep. shame, or or could I possibly? Yeah, I am a thing of peace. We are a thing of peace. <laughs> me and my and the guy, but it's really identity crisis. And we don't. It doesn't look like that on this side of the fence. It just looks like us affirming that I am. I did terrible things. I am a terrible thing. I'll always be a terrible thing. And Jesus is standing, still standing there, going, "Oh, just stop. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> You're just not." <laughs> Stop pretending. I wouldn't be here if you were. (laughs) That's right. Right. I mean, I think it doesn't happen 
um, uh, until, well, in the manual, not the manual, the uh, psychotherapy pamphlet, he says the healing begins when the patient, or in this case, me or you, begins to hear his dirge. It's the death march. And you know, the death march is the one of our suffering and pain at the hands of somebody else. Behold me, brother, at your hands I die. Look what you've done to me. Uh, you know, and, and we look so pathetic and we feel sick and our body's falling apart and you know, nothing's working. All of that is an attempt to prove somebody else, you know, is, is the guilty one. So, um, it, you know, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty silly once again, you know, why would we want to do that? But th there's some juice in that. And as long as there's some juice in that, you know, and the ego gets a little, mm, you know, I'm still alive and well. <laughs> I can count on you <laughs> to choose me again. <laughs> Isn't that funny? It's like, talk about the, the special relationship. <laughs> oh, wow. I can count on you to choose me again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was just, just going to say, it, it, it's at that moment you notice that the blame thrower needs more kerosene. You know, it's really, really low. <laughs> yeah. Yes, if <laughs> I can fire this up one more time, you oh. know, and get it running. <laughs> oh, thank you, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for all the laughter. And did everybody get to say what they wanted to? I hope so. <laughs> Choose peace. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lynn. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Very nice, Lynn. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lynn. Yes, good to see everybody. <laughs> Thank you.